what is up guys this is Derek Kirby back from vacation and ready to start I knew so eager in fact I apparently cut off the tail end of the intro animation that feels just a little bit wrong but you know whatever we're coming back off of a Mavericks victory I was able to actually get back in town in time to watch the game so I wanted to dive into it today Things are, things are a little bit different how I'm going to structure things moving forward, but all the same, this is going to be, I think, a better format. So we'll get into all that later. For now, we're going to dive right into this post-game show. That'll be our first segment of the day. So starting things off, I see we got Trevor Foster in the house, followed by Gleh. Gleh, somebody beat you here. What's up with that? About to head to work, says Trevor. There you go. Eric Anthony, what's up? So, yes, we're going to start things off with a little bit of post-game show talk from the Mavericks. 112-98 to victory over the Orlando Magic. Now, this was in Dallas, so this was a... Uh, it was good to get this victory because home has been a very... The Mavericks have been inconsistent to start the year. This win finally moved them over 500 for the first time this season. But it's been a little bit of an inconsistent start for Dallas at home, particularly, I feel. And so for them to have really a handy victory here, handily win this game, it felt like a good response. The team was not at full strength. They had three players still in, I think they're still in Denver because of COVID protocols and everything. And it didn't matter because the team came out and fired on pretty much all cylinders. And, you know, I, I cautioned people early on when Tim Hardaway Jr. was really, really, really struggling uh, in my show I did with James before I left on vacation, I even mentioned, you know, the first month of last year, he was wretched. And then he turned a corner and suddenly was, for a good stretch there, far and away the number three guy next to KP and Luca. And if he can play up to that level, you've seen what Dallas can do. Well, here's the thing. You don't even have KP back just yet. And Hardaway Jr. goes off for 36 points 8 of 13 from 3. The dude was an absolute flamethrower in this game, and he wasn't even alone. His former Michigan backcourt mate, Trey Burke, went off as well. Both of them hit at least 7 threes. Burke goes 7 of 8, 29 points. This was the closest, uh, really the first time since the bubble, we've seen Trey Burke just absolutely go off in a game. Coming off the bench, Trey Burke is a perfect fit on this team and that's why we were so adamant about him coming back and the fact that he's like what a three million dollar player crazy value to get a guy like that on this team so the Michigan backcourt from like 2011 2012 absolutely went off in this game combining for 65 points and 15 threes in this game like 15 of 23 overall between the two of them from three very, very efficient. And, you know, Dallas uh, Dallas put it all together really well in this game. Now, you know, early on, they were hitting threes left and right. Orlando, not so much. Luca, Orlando was throwing a lot at Luca, trying to force the ball out of his hands. And even though they were doing that, it still opened some things up for Hardaway to get cooking. And, you know, Trey Burke, when he came in, was the spark plug as well. So a lot of things 
uh, worked for Dallas here. Not only does Luka get another triple-double, he, he makes a late push. He had like 13 points well into the third quarter, but he ends up with 20, 11, and 10. A very strong performance from Luka in a very more distributor role, I feel, than normal even. He knocks down on three of nine threes as well, does Luka. So he's still kind of trying to find that rhythm on it. I don't have in front of me his actual uh, percentages at this point as it relates to the three-point shot. But during this three-game Mavericks winning streak, he has been turning things around. The team as a whole have been turning it around as as far as three-point shooting is concerned. They have really climbed up the first 10 games or whatever it was, or not 10. What am I saying? They're five and four. They haven't even played 10 yet. The first uh, several games of the season until the last three games, they had been shooting like 30% as a team, which was the absolute basement of the NBA as far as teams are concerned. And the last three games now, they've really turned it around. They're shooting much better, over 40% as a team. Again, lights out last night, and it leads to a dominant performance. Now, the Magic with uh, Vucevic and everything, they great performance out of him, 30-15, two, two assists and even two steals. He had a solid performance. Gordon, 16-5. and five. You know, Orlando's dealing with a lot of injuries, right? They're not... They're not at full strength. They are. They just lost um, Markel Fultz to a torn ACL the the game before against Cleveland, and that's devastating for him because he was just really starting to break out and come into his own in Orlando. But you know that's what they're dealing with. They have a lot of guys that are injured, and it has thrown things off a bit. I still like what they've got on that roster if they're healthy. But they've got a lot of guys out right now, for sure. Uh, let me see here. I see people in the chat talking about Maxi. I have not seen anything on Maxi yet, but uh, I will. Let's see. So here's Sham. Uh, Shams here. Forward Maxi Kleba entering isolation and missed the next 10 to 14 days due to COVID health and safety protocols. Well, that's going to raise some questions in since he played last night. But, uh, yeah, did Maxi play last night? Why am I suddenly feeling like I'm insane here? Yeah, Maxi started last night, 24 minutes, so we could see further fallout from that if Maxi's having to enter COVID protocols here. So, yeah, interesting how that's going to fall out, but we'll follow up on that as that develops further. So Dallas has made some changes here. The last couple of games, they've shaken up the starting lineup a little bit. Dwight Powell coming off the bench now. He's still getting 21 minutes in the game last night. But coming off the bench, I think, works better for Powell because you're seeing little flashes here and there of what he brought to the table before. I think he's better coming off the bench. And with Maxi injected into the starting lineup, even though he gives you 5-3-1 and one, uh, in the game, not a big game from Maxi at all. But... I still like more what he brings to the table in the starting unit than I like what Powell does. Now, they've also injected Willie Cauley-Stein into the starting lineup a couple times recently. He goes for 6-6 six and six and 23 minutes. I think that he's one of those guys who he's frustrating me a lot of times. It seems like there's several times a game where you see like a picture-perfect pass for an alley-oop and he's just missing the dunk. And it's like, dude, how do you miss that? But at the same time, you know, I, I like more what he brings to the table in terms of his length, athleticism, and all of that. He's just got a little bit of that JaVale McGee to him in the sense that he's going to make some real knucklehead, knuckleheaded plays, but he is a very 
effective athletic player that can make some really nice plays for you. So we'll see what happens with that. But I like the change up to the starting lineup here. And you get the first start of his young career. Josh Green plays 15 minutes. Does not do much 0 of 1 from the field. Two rebounds. That was his night. But first start of his career. And you know what? That's uh, that's not bad. It's it's good to get him in there and to see a little bit of what he can do, obviously, with how many guys they had out in protocols. You're going to see some of these young guys get called up and get called on to do something. But all the same, Dallas really took care of business in this game. Uh, James Johnson as well want to call out 12-5 and five for him off the bench. He is... I, I like what he's bringing to the table. I'd actually like to see a little bit more of it. But I do like the element he's bringing to this team. And it's not just leadership and toughness. He's actually contributing out on the court as well. So Dallas for the game shot 49% from the field. Again, holding an opponent under 100 points. And of their five wins this year, three of them have been holding their opponent under 100. I don't know what the exact score was of a couple of their games that they won while I was out. But I do know that they've been cooking as of late pretty much coinciding with my vacation as it were so yeah they beat the nuggets obviously in that classic 124 117 and they beat the rockets 113 to 100 so yeah three of their five wins they have held their opponents under 100 points and that's something that i don't know if that happened three times all of last year something to consider there but Dallas from the, from the three-point line was absolute nails. 20 of 40 from the field. That's 50%. Orlando was putrid in that category. 6 of 31, 19%. That's going to really open up a lot for Dallas as far as what they can build on and what they can uh, do. If they can, if they can find some consistency with that three-point shot and you supposedly get KP back in the next next couple games here, then you're really going to open things up for this offense as far as spreading the floor. Like we talked about through the first five or six games of the year, how this offense was had been number three in scoring the year before. And despite, I think, largely getting even better, they fell off. And it was because of the three-point shooting, how many threes we shoot per game as a team and how badly we were shooting them. If we're going to round into form now and have some guys kind of find their rhythm a little bit, then that's going to really make a positive impact. And then you bring in a guy like KP, who if he hits the ground even relatively running, then yeah, this completely flips the equation on its head and you have an opportunity to watch this team surge into the top 10 in offense again. Uh, Dallas at the foul line didn't get there as much. Neither team really got to the line that much in the game, but less than 20 free throws is a little of a, a little bit of an aberration for this team. They're in the usually top five in terms of free throw attempts per game. So they go 14 of 18 at the line. I know two of those misses were hard away. I, those are just the two off my top of my head I know. Uh, turnovers was abnormally high as well for Dallas. Dallas had 17 turnovers. They're usually a lot better at taking care of the ball. Orlando had nine. So kind of like last year, I talked about how Dallas didn't force a lot of turnovers last year. This was a little bit of one of those returns. Part of that's not having Josh Richardson uh, being one of those guys out right now. And so 
a, a little bit revert on that end, not forcing the turnovers, but then Dallas goes uncharacteristic in the other direction themselves and turns it over a lot. But thankfully, it didn't matter too much as you still escape with a 14-point win. Dallas did assist very well in this game. Luka, obviously, with the triple-double, but they get 25 as a team. Uh, they rebounded. They won the rebounding edge by one, 44-43. They did get beat on the offensive glass 10-6, to although I think there was one possession there at the very end of the first half where the Magic got like three straight offensive rebounds um, before Dallas came away with it. And in rim protection, Dallas was stellar last night, eight blocks. Again, you don't have... Uh, you don't have KP there, your primary rim protector. So if you can get that kind of performance, that is really, really strong. Now, one thing I do want to call out as well, Luca has been so, so improved the last few games, even just going back and looking through it and, and my prep for today's show. His defense has gotten way, way better. He had five steals, which was a career high the game before. And uh, had a couple very nice plays here. And one, the guy goes right at him to the basket, and he gets a clean rip steal, blocks it on the way up. You know, the Dirk slap down move, that was something Dirk was so great at. Um, and he gets that, gets the ball, gets going the other direction. Just a phenomenal play there. Now, I think Dallas missed on the transition three they got, but it's still just a very, very nice play that you see there. Luca also, as I shared in the community tab, has really this season really incorporated the one-legged fadeaway into his game, into his repertoire, as it were. I know we were all talking about, like, hey, what if KP implements a little bit of dirt to his game? Well, Lucas appears to be doing that, and he's been quite proficient with it using it this season. So I really, really like seeing the homage to the GOAT, the Dallas GOAT there in Dirk uh, in Lucas' game. So I, I want to see more of this evolution from Luca. The, the defense stepping up in a big way, uh, getting steals, playing good, well-positioned defense. You saw glimpses of it in the bubble even last year too. And that's why I really think this is some kind of turning point evolution. Now as he is starting to about 10 games in the season, really round into form and be more put together in that regard. Uh, you're seeing his overall game pick up, not just the triple doubles, but you're seeing the three point percentage creep up at least back to his still frankly needs strong improvement numbers or figures there, but you're seeing that improve. You're seeing his legs under him a little bit better. And we talked about that as well, specifically talking about threes, how, you know, especially when you're shooting step backs, you don't have your full balance and weight under you. Your momentum is going away. And so it takes just a little bit more typically from your legs. And he hasn't had that, you know, and now that he's rounding into form better, playing his way into shape, you're seeing it come back. And as he's suddenly taking back off into that all-star form that we know he is, into that borderline MVP form that we know he is. And that's just talking about the standards of last year. That's not even talking about his continued growth. But as that's come back, so too has the offense come back. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I think you're seeing a big part of what makes him as special a player as he is. So, uh, yeah, there's not, a, there's not a whole lot more to dig into here on, on the game itself. Like I said, it's Dallas's third in a row. You get the Michigan boys going off in the game between Tim Hardaway Jr.'s 36 and Trey Burke's 29. You get 65 combined points, including 15 of 23 from the three-point line from those two. 
uh, just just stellar from those guys. Throwing it back like it's 2011, 2012, and they're at Michigan. And this team can be very, very good. Hardaway, he might not be an everyday ideal third man, but when he's hitting, he's about as good a three-point shooter as you'll find. He's hot and cold. He's a little bit of a volume scorer. But when he's an absolute flamethrower on nights like last night, get him the ball, get out of his way. doesn't matter if he's five steps behind the three-point line. He'll pull up and knock it down. So, And then you saw that last year, too, and, and early in the year when they went to L.A. and beat the pants off of LeBron and the Lakers. That was really – I, I recall that being a very big Tim Hardaway Jr. game as well where it's like, all right, well, they can kind of slow down Luka and KP, he's – you know, he's doing all right as well. He's getting his shots. He's not exploding. It was earlier in the year before KP really found that consistency and knocked all that rust off. But you saw that, and then Hardaway Jr. is going in there and just knocking down shot after shot, and they're just kind of like, okay, well, if we got to pay this much attention to him, a lot of attention to him still, KP, just being the, the respect that KP kind of commands at this point, even before he had fully rounded into form, as was the case then, that says a lot when you're having to deal with those two. And then you have a guy that was considered a, a jettison bad contract that Dallas just had to take on, yet he's shooting the lights out. We'll see what ends up happening with that. But I really like what Dallas has here with this combination. Uh, Burke off the bench I think is fantastic, especially for the value you got him at. He's never really landed and fit perfectly anywhere in his young NBA career. And as a result, you were able to get him for dirt cheap because he was here briefly the first time around, left, and then when he got to come back just in time for the bubble last year, I think he kind of realized, like, uh, I need to make sure I don't leave here because I work better here than I've worked anywhere else. He does fantastic in Carlisle's system. He's exactly what Dallas wants. I'm, su I'm surprised they let him go the first time, honestly, that they let him go to... I think he went to the 76ers when he left Dallas. I, I know that's where, where he got cut from before the bubble last year, but I think he was with the Sixers the whole year pretty much um, before Dallas picked him back up. So we'll see. Uh, let's run through some of the comments here. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Jason Bryant, what's good? Jonathan Bay, yep, I saw that. Or Ben talking about uh, Maxi. yep, we talked about that. What up, Carlos? CJ, what's good? Best impact. Yes, I did see LaMelo becoming the youngest player to ever record a triple-double and doing it in like 27 minutes or something. That's impressive. That's very nice. Trey Young and the Hawks have been very good. They, <laughs> they paid out a lot of money to bring in a lot of quality players. Trey was already playing great basketball, at least offensively. And uh, now you give him all those weapons, it makes total sense that Trey Young would be balling out and that the Hawks would be doing much, much better. Marvin, what up, DDP? Watching from Taiwan. It's 1 a.m. right now. That is legit. I appreciate the, uh, the view there, buddy. Uh, let's see. Boston, what's up? I think Luca definitely... I like Luca definitely... Oh, defensively. Gotcha. I picked up on what you meant. Love from Slovenia. Thank you, thank you. I just sent out a shirt to Slovenia uh, right before my trip, actually. So, merchandise can get you anywhere if you want to check that out. 
But, uh, hey, Aram, what's up? Yeah, guys, drop a like. So let me move, let me transition a little bit now uh, into this, and I probably should have had different text and stuff like that ready up here. Let me, you know what? I'm going to run the intro animation. I'm going to use it like a segment break. I'm going to readjust the layout, and then I'm going to get a little bit into uh, the trip that I took and the kind of future of prospects because there is a new format. There is a new kind of series of announcements and things like that I want to make. Just give me like two minutes to get this set up. Just stay here. It's all one stream. Just hang tight. I will be back. at it again so now uh quick quick summary here i won't bore you guys to death with uh with the trip and everything like that but i will say uh it was a trip to a remote cabin as i do every year uh it's i find it's good for me to recharge mentally and refocus and this year i wanted to you know i, I kind of feel like i'm at a a turning point a little bit i feel like we've grown prospect here into a position where I can take the next really big step forward. A, a huge part of that was in the weeks leading up to my trip, I actually, for the first time, earned the uh, the access for Dallas Prospect, something I built, not just something where, hey, I write for this website and through that website, I will get access to the team. No, something I built here with Dallas Prospect that you helped me build here got access to the Mavericks throughout the year. That That's incredible to actually have access to the team, to their, you know, the press conferences, their post-game shows, their pre-game press conferences, all of that. And that's going to completely change the equation of the kind of content that I'm able to put out moving forward. Because now... I can clip out, you know, quotes and video and things like that from post-game press conferences. I can use it and implement it into the show. I can go more in depth with things like that. Whereas right now, this is just something where everything's kind of surface level. And I don't mean that to disparage my work or my content or anything like that. But I've always wanted to go down into that next level. And this affords me that ability. 
because now I can get a question into the players. I can talk to some of the players or coaches or things like that. And, you know, things are a little different this year with, uh, with COVID and everything being more zoom driven. So it's different. Um, last season when I went to a game, I covered it before the pandemic and everything like that. And I was actually in person in the locker room and all of that, but I was there writing for somebody else. It was one of my side kind of freelance works I did. And, you know, I enjoy doing that, but I wanted to do something myself, something that I build. And so getting there with prospect for the first time, and I've been trying for three years since I started prospect, I've been trying and I tried to point to the work I did for other sites and uh, the access and all of that, whether it was articles getting picked up on Bleacher Report, whatever. I tried any way I could to justify my work and justify me specifically to get that access, and I could never get it. And so to finally get that was, it was incredible. It was, it was a validation that everything I've been doing, all the hard work, is taking me where I want to go. And now it's my job to actually dig in and, you know, produce that content to actually realize it and now maximize what this affords me. And so I went on this trip kind of trying to plan out the future of Dallas Prospect because I see this as a launch point. I see this as an as an opportunity to really move forward with uh, what we're doing. And so I think what I want to do is, well, here, before I get into that, on the trip, uh, you know, I, I talked before in the in the video I did right before the trip, kind of my goodbye for now thing. I go totally off the grid. I turn, I literally turned off my phone and left it in a drawer for the entire week. And I went hiking a lot. I, you know, sat out on the the back deck of the cabin just kind of staring off into the the wilderness and listening and looking up at the stars any cliche thing you can think of for getting out and being on your own but really i just wanted the time and space to decompress and to think and uh i, I think that was it was really good because you clear your head and then you start to kind of see things more clearly and in my setup I kind of came to some decisions. I'm going to lean more into prospect than I ever have. And I'm also going to work harder than I've ever worked. I'm going to accelerate things on multiple fronts, including school. I was on pace before to finish up. Um, still had about a year left. I'm going to accelerate now to finish up in the summer with my degree, the sports journalism cert, uh, certs and all that. And uh, I'm going to be diving in in full. So I'm accelerating that, but I'm also going to be doing more prospect content. And I'm going to be investing more time, energy, money, whatever. And I'm going to make sure that I can produce better content and things that I've thought of doing and dreamed of doing, planned to do, that's been sitting on the back burner. Some of you know different projects I've pitched and talked about wanting to do and even starting to work on, but then kind of backed away from. I'm not going to hold back anymore because the future of prospect is this. Post-game shows will most, most always 
follow the day after now, like the morning after, just like this, just like I went live today, probably earlier actually. Uh, post game shows are going to follow then because I do have a young daughter and a family that I have to, you know, take care of and spend time with and things like that. And it's difficult to be up till midnight doing post game shows. And I also don't feel like it gives me the depth that I want to talk about it, especially if I'm going to be doing uh, these Maverick post game shows and stuff like that, not post game shows, but like post game press conferences and getting clips and doing all of that to prepare for the following morning show. I need time to do that. So what I can promise you, yes, it's moving to the following morning instead of the format that you've come to know, but it will be better in-depth content. I will have video. I will have audio. I will have so much more than I can offer you in terms of content and depth. In the rare cases where for some reason I'm not able to cover that game, I will have probably any providing content on that. He'll, he's doing his own, he's creating his own YouTube channel. He's still going to be affiliated with Dallas prospect, but he's kind of been, I don't don't know if you would say like learning from me or whatever, uh, on the basics of everything, but he's been doing some kind of test runs and sending me the footage of his post game shows. And I've been kind of giving him feedback and advice, everything from the stream layout to the actual content of what he's talking about, points he's making. He's, he's doing great. He really is. And he's going to be doing his channel. I don't know the name of his channel yet, but when it's time, I will absolutely plug it. Uh, I, I'm happy to see him kind of building up this thing and building his own platform as well because it, it does give you a, a degree of freedom. And I know that's something he's been wanting to do, so I'm happy that he's going to get that opportunity. But uh, if for some reason I can't cover a a game for the first segment of the show the following day, I will have any impact that, or impact, uh, submit that content and it will still come through prospects. So you will still get a post-game show. Uh, It'll just come from any and it'll be in more in that 15 to 20 minute window, kind of like the post-game shows I was doing last season and even the very start of this season. So what I'm going to do with Prospect, in addition to what I've already detailed with the post-game access and everything like that, the Zoom access, I will have my first games of that for this season be the 15th, so just next week, just after my birthday, uh, the 20th and the 23rd. That is at Milwaukee, that is at Indiana, and that is against Houston. I will have access for those three games, which means I will be up late getting clips, getting audio, prepping them for the following morning in which I will run a live show just like this. We're going to start three times a week right now, early on, three times a week. We're going to run live shows and we are, uh, we are going to basically, um, segment things out. So the first thing, if, if there was a game the night before, the first segment's always going to be post-game. If there's you know other stuff where I can go in deeper, perhaps today, if I had more content to talk about it right now, I would go into the story about Maxi Kleba entering 10 to 14 day isolation for protocols. I would go into that and that would be its own segment. If you jump on the live stream like this, catch it live, you're basically getting a window 
of the entire live stream as you see now will be uploaded to the old Dallas Prospect live podcast. I'm going to resume adding the shows from that uninterrupted entire podcast thrown over there. Feeling Dangerous will also still exist, my other podcast, but that's going to be reserved for more unique original content and not just taking audio from videos I do here on Prospect and then repurposing them there. So follow both podcasts. The, the, the hour to two hour, however long the show is, won't catalog to the channel. What will happen is I'm also simultaneously recording this. I'm going to split it up, segment it, and you'll get individual videos uploading over the course of the day. So if you miss the live show in the morning, not a problem. You're going to get the following content throughout the day. So you're not going to miss anything. But let's say like one of the subjects I had and was going to talk about was the maxi story. All right, well, if that's the only thing you were interested in, rather than having to click an hour to two hour video and, you know, click and drag through it, try and find when I actually started talking about it, you can just see later that afternoon, oh, hey, here's the 12 minute segment he did talking specifically about that and the fallout from that and how that impacts the rotation and things like that. You'll have all that access. It's just going to be segmented. So you're going to be getting more content on the channel than ever before. At least you have the three live streams and then each show will have three to five segments. So doing the math like that, you know, you're going to get at least 12 pieces of content essentially a week. If you're doing, uh, if I expand that then later down the road to five days a week, then you're going to get up to 30 pieces of content a week. Like this is just, how it is. If, if you got five days a week, five segments, and the five live streams themselves, you'll have access to all of that. Now, the, the opening maybe 10 minutes and closing 10 minutes of each show, uh, those aren't going to be included in those videos. It's not like there's going to be the intro animation every single time. That's for the, the live stream itself or, or maybe like independent different produced videos I do. But you'll get that content. Um, and those opening, closing 10 minute segments. That's going to be like an open Q and a session. Basically, if you guys got questions you want to ask, you just tag at the Dallas prospect in the chat. I'll see it. Um, you know, th for this to take the next big step, we're going to have to, if you love the channel, if you support what we're doing, we're going to need to like the video, subscribe, share it with your friends, all that good stuff. Any Mavs fans you know, share it. It doesn't matter. Like we've got, we've got followers all over the world. If you've got other Mavs fans that you know who might be interested in what we do, share it. But we're also, you know, while, while I'll still keep my content primarily Mavericks, I am in this format going to open some things up a little bit where I can step into some of these other areas that I do have the knowledge and that I have covered these other teams before and things like that. But Mavericks will still be my bread and butter, as it were. So never fear there. Just understand that as we open things up and expand, we're going to, um, you know, we're going to test the waters a little bit and see how we can further build and grow this audience. 
Uh, as another thing you can do to support the channel, I've got it listed there. You can support Prospect on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash the Dallas Prospect. You can also become a member on YouTube as well. We've got a couple members, I think, already. And if you guys support us like that, you can also hit the super chat up here. And I think I've got it even set up where if you do a super chat donation, it'll actually read your message and all that specifically uh, over the stream. So you can do that. Anything is greatly, greatly appreciated as we try to grow this thing and move forward. But if you if you do a super chat, you know the thing will read your question and all that. But those will probably just human nature take some degree of priority just because it's like, oh well if so-and-so kicked me a buck or two or something like that to, to get their question or point or whatever across, then yeah, I'm, you know, I, I owe them in a sense, I'm obligated to take that question or whatever. But if you just tag at the Dallas prospect, it'll highlight your comment in orange for me. I'll see it and I'll be able to, uh, take on all of that. But, uh, in addition to these live shows, cause no, these live shows and these individual video uploads are not all that I'm doing. I mentioned earlier, I'm going to be dusting off some content ideas from the past. There's going to be original content as well that I've toyed with in the past. And I've always tapped the brakes because I felt like I, I was like, I'm not good enough at this yet. I don't know what I'm doing exactly yet. And I, I think I, I bought into this mentality that until this mentality that until I reached a point where everything looked studio like, like my production value was like, Oh, I want it to be good enough to look like a, you know, a middle tier production company or something like that, or studio space until I get there. I can't do it. Cause I don't want my content looking cheap. You know, it, that's a defeatist mentality because it holds you back from different things you can try and you learn by doing. And so it's like, you know, make the content. Don't like, you're not fooling anyone into thinking that you're some high grade studio space. You're a dude standing in or sitting in front of a blue wall in your office. Uh, it's a small office space at the front of your house. You're not fooling anybody. Y yeah. You've got some decent equipment, but it's not like you've, it's not like you've got some huge budget to do all this stuff. Like embrace where you're at and continue to put out new content uh, as much as possible and just let you guys see. What do you think? Do you guys dig the new stuff that's coming out? Great. But anyway, there's going to be a lot more original content coming out as well. It will still be, of course, uh, sports-centric maverick centric predominantly but i'll let you guys see if you guys remember the old tpn skits we did uh where i worked with sean and josh from the sports fury and we did the whole uh ddp auditions for tpn anchor role thing that kind of skit i'm going to i'm gonna bring back stuff like that but i'm gonna do it in a more controlled way and my technical prowess as it were is light years, light years better than it was when I did that video a year and a half ago, whenever that was. I mean, it's night and day, you guys. And not like I'm trying to say it's going to be like 
production company value stuff, but it's substan- it's going to be substantially better than that stuff was, and it's going to be better realized. So I'm going to roll out content like that. You guys are going to be getting a ton of content from me because in my mentality, I'm going to make this full-time. I'm going to find a way to make this full-time. Three to five shows a week, live shows. If you missed a live show, don't sweat. You'll still get the, the individual segments posted throughout the course of that day. That means you're getting three to five videos per day on the days we have shows. And you're going to get individual segments or uh, content as well. Retrospectives, things of that nature. You're going to get more, basically everything that I've wanted to eventually offer you through Prospect, you're going to get all of that and more. And we're going to grow this thing. We're going to take the next steps. I want to bring in regular guests. And when I say regular guests, I mean like a guest a week. That's my ultimate goal. I'm going to bring in Sod as often as I can to talk Mavericks or Stars or, you know, even Cowboys. I'm going to bring in James. I'm going to bring in any. I'm going to bring in Sean or Josh from the Sports Fury. I'm going to bring in regular guests. And they're not the entire show. They'll be here a segment, maybe two. But we're going to open things up and we're going to start treating this thing like we are a full-time, full-produced show. And uh, we're going to see where that takes us. So, I don't know. Let me know what you think. Let me know in the the chat what you guys think of kind of what I'm laying out here. But the idea is I want to be able to fill that role of the sports journalist with the analysis and post-game shows and all that depth for you. But I also want to be the guy who can come on here and, you know, talk sports a little bit more casually as well and be able to focus on some of these other creative projects and things of that nature that I want to to do and to show you guys. So I'm curious to see what you guys think. Uh, let's see here. What's up, Alex? What up, Jack? Dallas Mavs, what up? Nice, great job, says Watson64. Appreciate it. Congrats. That's amazing. I, th- I think you guys sent those in when I was talking about getting the credentials and the access to the Mavericks. I'm very, very pleased about that. And honestly, that's, that's like the first really big step where my mentality started to shift a little bit towards saying I can take a massive step forward because now I can get more depth and quality of content than I could get before. And I feel like I'm not having to go secondhand to, to get the content or the information. It's actually the work that I'm producing and that I'm doing all of that. And so it just kind of changed my mentality uh, towards it. And so once I had that, then I started thinking like, okay, well, I can take big steps in 2021. And if there's, you know, I'm not going to do like a yearly mission statement or a hashtag or anything like that. But I will say my mentality for 2021 is to go from prospect to legend. From prospect to legend is my battle cry for 2021 because I'm going to give everything I've got to this. And if you guys will let me and you guys are willing to support the show and the stream, 
it means everything and it will open a lot of doors and we can keep growing this community and we can keep getting better content. And, uh, you know, the ultimate goal is to build this up where we have a small team. We have uh, a small team and a eventually actual studio space, some kind of brick and mortar actual studio space where I'm not just running shows out of my office here, even though this works for small doses, uh, I'd like it to be kind of accenting content, but not the predominant, just everything runs from here, set up like it is now. But uh, if we get back to that, and then we'll open it up. We'll bring in some, and I'm always going to be strategic in how I do this. I'm, I know viewership-wise what it's like for viewers when you get bombarded over the head, whether it's ads or sponsors or whatever. But we're going to look to grow the show in, in that way as well, where maybe post-game shows, like this segment will be brought to you by so-and-so, and you'll have some something like that. Uh, it's never going to dominate the show. I'm not going to let it overtake things where it just is a beating. It's not going to be like even listening to radio where you'll have an ad, uh, you'll have an ad break that's 10 minutes long. You're never going to have that here. The, the biggest gap I'll ever take between segments on this show will probably be two to three minutes, and that's literally in my setup time. And in that, I will plug in either some of that original content I was detailing if it's really short or like, you know, borderline ad type stuff. I'll, I'll drop that in there or I'll have something uh, to fill the space between segments when I jump back. But I'm never going to do... Uh, something that like just beats you guys down or makes you think like, oh, he's just trying to rake in money or something like that. Like, I understand from a viewership level, uh, there's a balance you have to strike. So, anyway, uh, doing a great job. Nothing wrong with giving priority to super chat. Let's see. Uh, I think you can bring players if possible, so we all give Dallas. You know, if I can get to players, that'll be phenomenal. I know it's harder than ever to get to players individually now. That is, obviously, I'd love to be able to interview players on Prospect, and maybe we'll get there at some point. You know, there's a, there's a lot of guys who have gotten to that level, just years of grinding, and you kind of just got to be around for a while. So I might be able to get in some questions here and there in post-game press conferences and things like that, but it's going to take time to build up and get to the point where I have that same level of access. But we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, and uh, we'll start getting to a point in the next year probably where we have actual players on who jump on via Zoom or whatever, phone, whatever, and uh, we'll have we'll get some questions in, get some good back-and-forth Q&A stuff. Hello from Italy. Glad you're back. Appreciate it. Glad you back. Appreciate it. Definitely big Michigan. I know you're referring to the thumbnail. I don't know if you're saying I'm big Michigan, like I'm a big Michigan fan. I could not care less about Michigan. I'm just rolling off of the narrative on that. Uh, I'm from Oklahoma originally, so could not care less about the Michigan Wolverines. Or maybe your emoji is, instead of a grumpy face, it's a Wolverine that you're using. In which case, there you go. But yeah, so we'll we'll get there. 
Uh, what do you think Dallas will finish in this season? We certainly playoff spot. What do you think we deserve? Uh, asks Marcos. Uh, deserve isn't, you know, deserve isn't a question. It's uh, you gotta you gotta earn it. You don't. It's not something that's deserved. I think Dallas, and this is so early. It's it's almost ridiculous to say it. Health is always a factor. You gotta consider what the health situation is gonna be. But I think Dallas, talent wise, can be a top four seed. I think they'll be like the three or four seed this year. As for record, I it, I don't know, man. It it just depends. But I'd say three or four seeds probably a a good thought there for where this team's going to end up if health permits. If you got Luca and KP for the majority of the year and you have guys like Richardson have a career year like I think they will, then this team's got a very high ceiling. Are they the best in the West? I don't think so, but I think they can certainly win a playoff series and still push hard in the second round to possibly, possibly advance. It just depends on what cards you draw, you know? Last year in the playoffs, we drew our worst matchup right out of the gate with uh, the Clippers, and we still took them to six. So if you have a situation like that where you can match up with somebody not named the Lakers in the first round or even the second round, then, yeah, you're going to really give yourself an opportunity to make a run because I think anyone else in the West, uh, you're just as good, if not better. Let's see... Yes, uh, well, not in like not in a tent. I wasn't camping. I was in a remote cabin um, in the forest in basically a Broken Bow nearby uh, Beaver Bend State Park. Just a big open park, lots of lots of trees, wilderness, some great lakes and ponds and all that around there. Just a lot of time trying to clear my head trying to clear my head, refocus, rejuvenate, and kind of consider what comes next, which I've been laying out here. Thought you were incognito for a while. Was not expecting you to be on today, but glad. Yeah. Uh, yes, I got back yesterday, in fact. So I was out of pocket from Tuesday until Saturday evening, basically. And uh, back now, running in full just in time for the Mavericks to go on a nice little win streak. But uh, we will see where things go from there. I'm going to be effective immediately, trying to pump out more content than ever before. Like I said, my mentality on this now is prospect is officially my full-time thing. I need your guys' help and support to really do that. But as far as I will build it, you guys just need, you know, if you remember Field of Dreams, if you build it, he will come. Now it's he will come, but I'm using it in like the they will come. And that's referring to like the, that's a weird movie, building like a baseball field out in a cornfield somewhere and like the ghosts of the great baseball legends of the past come and play a game and something, something, his dead dad. I, whatever, movie reviews by Dallas Prospect. But uh, basically, I will build it. I will produce the content and put it to the channel i just need you guys to come check out the content like share subscribe we do that we're good if you guys want to take it a step further and support us patreon youtube memberships super chats whatever buy our merch on represent.com 
all kinds of stuff you can do. Uh, what do you think of the rumor of Luka trying to recruit Jokic to Dallas? Which would be better? We draft Luka Garza next year, better version of Jokic. Um, I mean, when, when you talk about the draft, you got to have a certain... You got to have the luck of being in position, you know, in terms of how the lottery works out and stuff like that to even do that. I don't like the odds of banking on getting a player at a certain spot. You know, even in the case of Mavericks with Luka three years ago now, um, it, it took dumb luck. Like, and we didn't have it. We had to trade up to make sure we got him. We had the third best odds at the number one pick, and we wound up with pick five. So we underperformed. And so we had to trade up with the Hawks to get it. And that's why the whole Luca Trey Young tied together forever in basketball history thing is now a thing. So if you can get Jokic, if you could recruit him, I don't think he's leaving Denver. <laughs> they can offer him the most money. And again, it's unprecedented for a guy in that position to leave. But uh, if, if you could, yeah, do it. 100% do it. Not even a question. Not even a question. But we'll see. We'll dive into that more another time as as I can take a closer look at it, but just the surface level of what I am aware of it, that's my take. Uh, yes, Kleba is out. <laughs> Only missed two Luka triple-doubles. Yeah, I know. When's the unicorn coming back? He's probably, I mean, we don't have an exact thing. Carlisle told us. A uh, couple weeks from what I was hearing, and that was about a week ago. So my prediction was he would be back around the 15th. The, the getaway was good, any for sure. Um, very, very enlightening for me to kind of plan things out and how I want to approach things. I can keep taking steps. I, I basically viewed it as like I can keep taking steps in the right direction and saying to myself, like, this will eventually take me where I want to go, I think. <laughs> or I can basically floor it. I can basically look at it and say, all right, rather than saying, I hope it builds into this someday, I just got to wait until it, the time's right or I'm ready or opportunity shows itself. Like, no, go, go make your luck. Go out there. Go make the content you know, put everything together, the time, energy, effort, all of that into it now. And even if it's not the best, best, best I can do now, learn, you learn by doing. And so instead of waiting to say like, oh, I really need to be better at this or this before I try to put this particular piece of content together, just learn, learn by doing. So I think for some of these I think for some of the, the ideas I have for memberships or for patrons, I'm going to open it up as well, where bi-weekly I'm going to do a bonus show. And that can be a, I say show, it can be like a, a retrospective or a review or something like that. More creative energy goes into it and you'll get the option, you'll get the ability to basically vote and influence what content is produced. But I know until you actually see what the base content looks like. That's not going to be super enticing. You got to see what I'm capable of producing before, you know, you decide on whether or not that's worth doing. I get it. I'm going to put that together. The wheels are already turning. I'm already writing different scripts. So hang tight, but we'll get there.
Great to see you back. Hello from Latvia. What up? <laughs> Appreciate it, Kent. But yeah, so I think for this first stream, and I to be clear, I know I did a couple segments. You know, I had the post game show and then all this extra stuff. I might clip it where it's two segments when I upload it today. But uh, I think for the most part, this is not like my official first show of... I, I'm using a lot of air quotes. Uh, I'm not going to consider this like the first new prospect show. I think I'm going to try and hit the ground running probably tomorrow or Tuesday on that because there's more polishing I want to do and more I can improve upon. So... Hang tight, we'll get it straight. But uh, in the meantime, I think that's going to do it for the time I have now. I just wanted to jump on. Yes, Any, I know you have my old mic. I'm very aware of that. Um, whenever you want to drop it off, man, you know you know where to go. But yeah, uh, Woj said contract tracing is being made for the Maxi Clays. Who do you expect to go out? Man, that's so difficult to... Uh, that's so difficult to ascertain because, you know, we don't know how much these guys are around each other behind the scenes. I know, I mean, Maxie's tight with the, the whole team, so I don't know, man. If they contact Trace, who knows what's going to happen. We might have games postponed or outright canceled. We just got to see. But when I know more, I'll jump on and do a show, and we'll talk more about it. But, yes, not surprising that given Maxie played last night, there's going to be all contact tracing for both the Mavericks, Magic, and anyone else uh, associated with the team or organization or league in general that he may have interacted with. We'll see. But uh, yeah, first show, first official show coming. Thank you guys for watching. Again, drop a like, leave a comment, subscribe. And until next time, remember, every legend was once a prospect. From prospect to legend. <laughs>